everybody, and welcome to the 52 Weeks of Sheep podcast, the companion podcast to the 52 Weeks of Sheep group on Facebook. My name is Tammy. And I'm Allie. And this week, we're talking about a really cool breed. It is week six, and we're talking about Faroe Island sheep or Faroe East. Yes. Yes. So what was your experience? I didn't think I was going to like it. When I first pulled it out of the bag, it felt, and I it's comb top, the stuff that I have is comb top. But I think there's a lot of that outer fiber. And I just thought it was going to be twine. Yes. Truthfully, I did not think I was going to enjoy it at all. What about you? Yeah, I kind of had the same, um, like, oh, why would I want to do this? But I am greatly surprised. How about you? Oh, my gosh. So surprised. And I think part of it was you guys are going to get to hear the podcast next week, but we pre-recorded with Emily Hartman of Mrs. Hartman's Farmhouse Market, and we were talking about long wools, and she made a great suggestion, didn't she, Allie? Oh, she did. She did. And I kind of ran with it. How about you? Yeah. As I spun the first single, I was like, this is just really, it's coarse and I'm not liking it. And, and I had started spinning it a couple of days before we talked to her. And then her little voice popped in my head that said, with the long walls, don't spin so tight. Yes. And so your second, your second um now did you spin the first one and the second one and you plied it so is the sec- the second one that you spun um looser and you just plied them together I did actually I was about halfway through that first uh the first bobbin of singles when when that little epiphany hit me and so the second half of my first single was better and much more enjoyable yeah and then my second single was just fun. I spun that in no time flat. Okay. And then so um, are you going to share a picture? Yeah, I will share a picture. I took pictures of the fiber. I have pictures of singles. I have pictures of it on the bobbins. I, I was a picture fanatic with the Falkland, maybe because it was just such a new breed for me. The Faroe, you mean? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I hear you. When I felt it. Not, I didn't felt it when I touched it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I felt like it was very coarse as well, and it was definitely long. And I had the epiphany to just spin it as a single. So mine is kind of a DK sock weight in like a lopy. So I kept it that way, and it's just, you know as a single, and I'm it's rather soft that's great yeah mine I found I liked mine better even after I plied it so on that first single where it was a little bit tight my plying made up for it and it was it was beautiful so have you soaked to set your twist fortunately for me when I plied I so I know people set their twist I put it on my nitty naughty and I did kind of spritz it down and you know let my weight distribute and when I pulled it off, it was completely, you know, set and normal. So now it's sitting in a skein. Yeah. And 
I I do. I'm I'm looking at it. I'm feeling it. I'm touching it right now as we speak. The the thing that it has to it as well when I look at it is there's a lot of halo. Yeah. In that scan. Yeah. I haven't soaked mine because I like to soak mine and I haven't done that yet. It's just sitting in a hank. And but I'm kind of curious to see if what the halo looks like on it or if it'll have one or if just all the guard hairs are going to go zing. <laughs> Well, what I found was when on my singles, and I do have, like I said, I, set, I save some of the singles. There's a lot more halo on my singles than there is once I plied it. It's like when I plied it, anything that was super long and loose absorbed into the ply. Okay. But there is still halo, just not, it's it's not as significant in my plied version as it was my single. All right. So what kind of project, I mean, if if you were to spend at least four ounces of this to make something, what would you consider making with it? Well, I, something for outerwear, for sure. I Maybe a hat. When I was doing all of the reading, and I will include lots of links in our show notes this time, because I did lots of research on this breed, again, because it's one I hadn't really heard of. And because it's one I was not familiar with at all, I wanted to know a lot more about it. They say that the outer coat, which they call broader, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, it's B-R-O-D-D-U-R. On the sheep, it protects the sheep body from wind and rain and all of that. And then the inner wool, which is called, I think it's called Napao, it's N-A-P-P-A-O, and it's got that little squiggly line over the O. And it's a much warmer, much softer fiber that I guess the Norse folks would use for underwear is what I'm reading on the websites. So that must have been really soft. Wow. Yeah. But when you combine them together, what it does is it... It makes it, what did they say? A very, give me one second. I wrote notes. They say when both layers of wool are combined, it creates a warm, weather-resistant sweater is what they used it for. Okay. Well, that would be fun. Now, I haven't done a sweater yet, but I can do a hat. And I think a hat, you know, well, in Montana, we're trying to get the wind and the cold and snow and yeah. rain away from us. Hence, the whole wool thing is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And these sheep are fascinating. So I think I would probably with this one do, if I had four ounces, I would do a hat. I didn't have four ounces. I What I ended up with with 100 grams of comb top was about a hundred yards of two ply yarn. Okay. And this is going to go into my, into my blanket, into my 52 blanket. Yeah. Oh, wow. How about you? You were saying that you thought it felt soft. Yeah. I, well, I'm kind of, maybe I'm tough skinned, but I could probably even wear it as a scarf, but it, it doesn't feel scratchy to me and maybe that's because it's left in the lopy form you know it's very um it feels really soft i mean not like merino by any means but um but then the durability of it i i'm kind of maybe leaning towards a pair of mittens because mine is like a 
grayish brown color. And I just think, oh my goodness, that would be so nice as a pair of mittens. So that might be what I'm going to do with mine if I have, I don't know, with all the spinning I've been doing and we'll see what projects get done this year. <laughs> right. Now, how how many ounces or how many grams did you spend? Well, my card says, I took note that I did four ounces of roving and I ended up with 135 yards. Okay. And that's that low B style. And yeah. So my staple length on. Oh, hold it. I, I actually, I did half on two different wheels. So I had 135 yards on my rose and then I did it on my Elizabeth and I ended up with a, with 85 yards. So, um, you're close to two, you're over two. Yes. Yeah. I was so like, you that have didn't enough make for any sense. Yeah. Yeah. And w- the stuff that I got, I got again from her side fibers. She's on Etsy. My, my micron count, according to the card that came with my, my comb top is 34 to 36 microns with a three and a half to four inch staple. Now it felt like a longer staple than that to me. Yeah, I didn't. Actually, I forgot to write down my staple length, but I have some here I can check out. Yeah, mine felt really long. I don't know. Mine's like five inches or more. It's quite long. Mine felt really long. And when I was when I was spinning, the other thing I noticed was in order to not have so much twist in in the spin. I needed to hold one hand close to the orifice, but then my drafting hand, my back hand, not my wheel hand, the back hand, I needed to have it back further than I normally am used to so that there was enough space between my wheel hand and my drafting hand to be able to draft it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But once I got on a rhythm, like I said, the second single was... More enjoyable, for sure. Yeah. And you said yours was a grayish brown. Mine was really, mine's a tan color. Okay. How fun is that? It's pretty fun. And so these guys come in lots of different colors. When I was doing the reading, they they come in black, white, gray, and then often light through dark in the brown categories. So, I mean, so you got more of the grayish brown. I got more of the tannish brown. I'd be curious to see other colors of this and see if, you know, how sometimes in different wools, the color can, it can affect the coarseness. Interesting. I know I would actually say it's a little, you know, because you get, it's not evidently the sheep are not completely solid in a certain color because it kind of has a heathered look to it. Yes, it definitely does. And I wonder if that's the difference between that under and outer coat, inner and outer coat. Oh, true. Yeah. Because I get the impression my comb top is a combination of the two. I don't think mine were separated. They say that that the fiber itself is best when that dual coat is separated to show those different qualities. Yeah, mine wasn't separated either. But yeah, no. And I'm okay with that. I mean, it's not like I am. I mean, I'm interested and I would like to spin their inner coat and I would like to spin their outer coat at some point, but this was a great introduction to it. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Now in the fleece and fiber source book by Deb Robeson and Carol Acarius, 
when I look it up, they are called Faroese sheep. But when you look online and all of the research I did online, they are called Faroe Island sheep. So either one of those, I mean, I know when I was looking for fiber itself, I didn't see a whole lot come up in Faroese, but I saw a lot come up in Faroe Island. Interesting. Yeah, but they really are the same. Yeah. And what it is, is they are the sheep that come from the, I believe it's the 17 islands, just on the outer area of Denmark, still part of the kingdom of Denmark. And it was the Vikings that brought them. Yeah. Yeah. And they are closely related, if I remember reading this correctly, they are closely related to Icelandic Shetland. Okay. And it's a breed of sheep that I cannot pronounce its name. It starts with an S. Let me see. I want to say, um, give me one more second, guys. It's It'll come right up here as soon as I go back to it. I am just looking through my notes. My notes say, I know I'm not going to pronounce it right. It's spell sow. It's S-P-E-L-S-A-U. So if I'm pronouncing that correctly, great. But I have a, a feeling that I'm not. They're probably a smaller breed of sheep like the Icelandic and the Shetland then because those seem to be a smaller breed. So use average in weight about 45 pounds. Oh, wow. So no, those are those are definitely smaller sheep. When I look at the pictures, it looks like a very skinny sheep with lots of long wool on it. Do you know if there's any breeders in the United States? Oh, I I don't, I didn't look. I didn't get that far. I don't know that they've been imported to the United States yet. They, But they still, Faroese sheep or Faroe Island sheep, still to this day outnumber the number of people on those islands. Oh, wow. It must be kind of a brutal environment. Yeah, they say that these sheep are able to you know, they thrive there and they're able to use the their natural nutrients from those rugged terrains. They thrive on that. So I would imagine if we did bring any to the United States, I don't know that we have that kind of, their kind of environment that they would need. I'll have to do some more checking on that and maybe link that in the show notes as well. Hmm. Um, but we were talking about their weight. So we said ewes were 45 pounds. Rams can get up to, they they range anywhere between 45 and 90 pounds. Okay. Well, that's quite a difference. That doubles. That doubles. So I'm guessing you can see the difference between the males and the females. Now I really want to take a trip to the Faroe Islands. I know, right? And then check them out. And, uh, check them out. To be shorn. and <laughs> Yeah. 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 Let's just plan a trip around the world visiting all the sheep places. I know. Oh, wouldn't that be a hoot? Uh, Yes. Yeah. They would be. It would be amazing. These guys are also, in terms of their breeding, they're seasonal breeders. That means that they really only breed and deliver once a year. And they usually only have a single lamb per season. So they're not those big you know, heavy producing, let's have twins triplets kind of thing. They generally only have one lamb. So in your research, did you notice whether or not, are they using them mainly for fiber or are they using them for meat as well? Because there's not much, much to them. 
There's not much to them. It seems like they are the fiber. When you go on the website, so there are a couple of websites. I will link them, but I'll talk about them. So there's one website called the wooleislands.com. Talks about all the sheep and, and the Faroe Islands. I mean, it seems like everything I'm reading, it's all about their wool. Oh, that's cool. And then the other website that has some information on it and where you can see them and, and a little more history on it is visitfaroeislands.com. Again, I'll link both of those in the show notes so you guys can check them out for yourself. Lots of great reading on them. Yeah. Huh. They are a short-tailed and small and hardy sheep. Okay. Do they have horns? I didn't see it. You know, it didn't say whether they were pulled. And in all the pictures, I haven't seen any with horns. So I'm going to guess they're pulled. Um, yeah. They are named for the islands where they, you know, where they or- originated. And they have grazed that land there for over a thousand years. Wow. That is. That's really. Yeah. That, I mean, talk about some history in a breed. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yep. And it says that their terrain, their terrain and environment naturally provides for all of their dietary needs. So it, it's not, I mean, they live on their own, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And being on islands, I wonder if they even have any predators. That's a good question. Other than maybe the weather. <laughs> the weather. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to do a little bit more reading on that too. I just, I find them to be a very fascinating breed. I had a ton of fun spinning it. In the fleece and fiber source book, usually we have our quote unquote, just the facts. And I, there is, there are no just the facts on this particular breed. They're, they're sort of lumped in with the Arcots and all of these different island sheep, so to speak, when it was covered in the book. Hmm. And But the thing I was able to sort of figure out was their fleece weight. Now, when I look at the picture of the sheep, it it doesn't, it seems like this is really low, but according to those websites, it says their, the weight of their fleece is about two and a quarter to two and a half pounds. Oh yeah. That's not very much. It's not very much. No wonder there's so many of them, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but and then the other thing I was going to say is there's not a whole lot of crimp to their fiber either. So right, there's not lanolin. I don't think that there's lanolin in it. It's when you look at. I'll post the picture, but when you look at those pictures, it's very, it's very long. It it sort of reminded me of Surrey alpaca when I looked at the picture. You know, you see this sheep and you see these long curls is what you see. Yeah. And then the staple length from what I've been able to read and between our two samples seems like it's about four to six inches. Yes. Yeah. So I'm hoping everybody else, well, if you know about this breed, please, by all means, post in the comments, share with us if you're a breeder whether you're here in the United States or maybe you're somebody who who tags along with us from the Denmark area, please share your experiences with us. I would love to learn more about this particular breed. They kind of fascinate me. Yeah. 
And then make sure as you've, as you've spun it, make sure you share pictures with us too. And, and tell us about your spinning experience. Did you find it similar to, to mine and Allie's where, you know, we were like, oh, we're going to get rope. Yeah. Or did you, did you get just the, you know, the down or the inner fiber and how was that different for you? Yeah. Yeah. There, I don't know. I I'm curious, but it's sheep. So I'm always curious. Yeah. Huh. Speaking of which, how are your sheep doing? Oh my gosh. They are so much fun. I am just loving them. They, um, and my grandbabies, they think that they're just the cat's meow, so to speak. And they're close enough to the house that when they see me walk by my sliding glass door, they'll beller at me or bath. And um, so anyhow, I, I am just in love with them. I'm so glad. They are so cute. I saw pictures. I looked on the, was it, it was your Facebook page, the Curly U Farms website page or Facebook page, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We were out sledding and um, it looked like they wanted to join us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you do that, we totally need the video of the sledding. Sheet. I know. Put them. I'd have to put some grain on the sled, and we'll go down the hill together. I don't know, but um, they probably would let me just because they're just so personable. But anyhow, yeah, they they're wherever we are, they come running. They're so friendly. Yeah, love them. That's awesome. See now, my sheep. He's not like that. Oh, he's more standoffish. Oh, very much so. He always has been. His mom. His mom, who was a Shetland, was very skittish. She was just a skittish little thing. Yeah. And I, I'm guessing he learned that because, no, he does not want, he doesn't want to be pet. He doesn't want to be, It. I mean, it's a, it's a chore when we have to have him shorn. Oh, yes. I just always think I, I'm kind of, I do have some closer neighbors and I've, I've, felt like if they get out I want to be able to uh, bring them back in without losing my mind (laughs) yeah yeah Um, I've had goats in the past also that have not been very tame and when they've gotten out it is like oh my word how am I going to get them back in it's just it's never a one or two person chore and a dog it's just it feels like you have to have the whole community to help you with one or two goats and so now I've learned my lesson and I want things to same I don't blame you I don't blame you at all for that I can't even imagine I can't imagine if Stormy got out I he I don't think I'd ever get him back yeah I think that that's pretty common with those um heritage breeds though the smaller heritage breeds um they just are very I don't know reserved maybe is the word um, yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, like with Faroe Island sheep, let's just talk about them for a second. If there are more sheep than people and they are used to sort of being on their own and they get all of their nutrients and from their environment and the land, there probably isn't a whole, I mean, unless they're in a, a flock, you know, that somebody owns, my guess is they are probably pretty standoffish. Yeah, I think it's part of their survival. Yeah. Yeah. That instinct. I, I, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. 
Yeah. So it might not just be, I mean, it's probably a good thing. And his mom, Stormy's mom probably had some good traits just because of that. So um, it's just bred in them. Yeah, I guess. Well, because his other half was Cormo and they're friendly and Mick was always, he was always a nice, a nice, oh, well, I say a nice ram. I never got in the pen with him or anything, but he would always come up. He liked his treats and everything. Yeah. That's okay. You know, Stormy's going to be, I think he's going to be 11. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, it's not like I'm going to change him now. No. And that's okay. You know, it is okay. Yeah. As long as he gives you some good fiber, what the heck, you know? Oh my gosh. His fiber is, I, I, every year he's shorn and he's so big. Yeah. Every year he's shorn. I just want to dive into his, his fleece. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Literally. I've been <laughs> washing some fleece this week. I ordered some raw Corey Dell from the Waffa show. So I don't know why, I don't know if I'm teasing my dogs or what I'm doing, but I always let them smell it. And they, they like try to pull at it and like, Oh, I really want that. And it's kind of my test. Is this a really good fleece guys? And they're like, yes, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to post a photo in the group. So when I had my little tiny spaniel dog, she was a rescue. Yeah. And I went to a shearing and I wasn't going to bring home any fleece. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I always say it, but I don't really mean it. <laughs> but anyway, I brought home some bags. Some of it was planned. It was some of the merino for my yarns and everything. And I set it in the family room, just in a corner of the family room. And there was probably four or five big bags of fleece. And what did that little spaniel do but crawl up to the very top bag and she laid down on it and she slept there. I know they love it. They just absolutely love it. It is marvelous. It's just, yeah, it's like my test. You guys like this? Okay, then so do I. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, I love it. I do too. All right, so let's talk about, we've got two more quick little things to talk about. So this week, this was Faroe Island. Please, again, let us know what you thought about it uh, and post pictures. Allie, we're coming up on Spin Together this week. I know. I told my husband this morning, I said, I don't think Tammy realizes how competitive I am, although I have to work five days that week, next week. So I'm just giving you a chance. <laughs> Is that what that is? <laughs> Darn. <laughs> uh, I'm no. excited to do it. I really am. I'm going to post a picture in the in the group. So we've had some chatter in our separate spin together groups. I don't know if you've been following them. And people are posting pictures of what they're planning to spin. And they want to know what everybody's planning to spin. And we've got our kickoff Zooms next Saturday. And it's going to be fun. It is. I am going to post a picture of my entire stash. I mean, I would love to spin that entire stash that week. But that's that's not possible. And I have to come to terms with that's not possible. Yeah. Yes. But I also have a basket that I have put some fiber in that I am planning to spin. Yeah. How many pounds are you planning to go through? You know, 
I haven't, I've been setting a few things out. I have some roll legs that I want to try. Um, and I set them out and, um, right now I'm, I've been spinning this two pound, I don't know what it's called when it's in a great big, whatever. Um, two pounds of fiber. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get, I'm like, I have just a little bit left. I'm like, I got to get this done so I can get it off my spinning wheel so that my, and off my bobbin. So I'm ready to go. And that's, that's right now is all I'm concentrating on, but I will post a picture of my stash of, well, not my stash. That would be, you guys don't want to see it, but what I plan on spinning. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see your stash. I want to see what your stash looks like compared to my stash. I'm competitive that way, apparently, because I keep collecting. Yeah. But I still, other than 52 weeks of sheep fiber, I haven't bought any fiber this year for me. Wow. See, I shouldn't watch Wafa. It's just, um, it's just, yeah. I know. It's a dangerous place. But it's in a good way. Yeah. But I learn things too. And it's always fun to see. um, I, I like to watch and see how people market their products and um, how excited they get. And yeah, I do enjoy it. I love watching it. And yeah, I I enjoy it. I don't go there as often as I used to only because a generally when they're doing their shows online, I'm at a show or I'm teaching. True. But I, I do have fun when I do tune in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're doing there. Next week, guys, you're going to get to hear the special interview with Emily and Lester Longwolves. It's going to be so cool. Yeah, she she is so nice and um, very knowledgeable. Extremely. I was so I, I was just thrilled when she said, yeah, I'll do the podcast with you. I was so excited. Yeah, yeah. And then we have a bonus episode coming up the end of the month. Oh, true. Yeah. Yes. So tell me about it. I I am so excited about this one. It's a Montana thing, but it's a color thing. And for those of you in Montana, get ready to hear about the new owner of Mountain Colors. Nice. Yep. And possibly a field trip endeavor. We'll have to talk about that on the bonus podcast too. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, Yeah, me too. (laughs) I can't wait. I'm excited. So the way to get in on those bonus podcasts, if you're interested, is you can subscribe on Patreon. Uh, Subscribers, paid subscribers, get access to those bonus episodes at least once a month. I have a feeling as we hit summer, we may see two Possibly three bonus episodes a month. I'm not making promises, but I see some things coming up for summer. Fun. It'll be a blast. And so that's how you do that. But Allie, we're going to go ahead and go and we're going to get our stash ready for spin together. Yes. And we will talk to you. Well, you'll hear our pre-recorded interview with Emily and then we'll talk to you. Well, soon. Yes. Yes. So until we talk to you again, Allie, where can they find you? I'm at Curly U Farms on Facebook and on Instagram. Awesome. Go check out those pictures of her cute little sheep and all the fun stuff she's got going on there. 
you can find me um, at Goldie Knots Montana on Facebook and at Goldie Knots MT on Instagram. And of course, you can find the group in three big places. One is Patreon. That's where all of these podcasts live. So Patreon is there and just look for 52 Weeks of Sheep. Then we are also on Instagram at the number 52 Weeks of Sheep. And we are, as always, and where we started on Facebook at 52 Weeks of Sheep. Yes. So make sure to check us out. Have a great week. And as always, happy spinning, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Enjoy. Bye.